This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome friends to this week's Freedom Fighter podcast, uh, we continue our series this week on critical thinking and we're looking into why we should develop it and a wee bit on how do I uh, practice it, what do I do to develop this in my life, uh, so really looking forward to you know sharing this subject, um, uh, talking about what we can fix, what we do not face, um, is there any hope for those who feel like you know, there's emotional disturbances and emotional um, conflict that they've just felt they can't resolve, uh, you know, throughout your life. Um, so listen in, uh, and I pray this really deeply encourages you, enlightens you, it gives you light uh, for your path, uh, and helps you, um, you know, take the steps that you only you can take to get these things resolved and to overcome and move beyond them. So I just pray it blesses you guys. For those that are with us and those that will listen later, thanks for being with us, we welcome you. We're going on to part two of our message on critical thinking. And uh, so, we'll just open up with prayer. And uh, I just really felt this morning about this Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. It talked about faith as the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. What are you needing this morning? What are you hoping for? Have you listened to this later on? Have you got a need? Have you got a need in how to uh, overcome in your inner life, in the battleground of your mind? Well, we pray this morning in faith with you. We believe for... uh, that light, we believe for understanding, we believe for for uh, new hope to arise in you as you listen, we believe for uh, new new uh, vision to, to, to you know rise up and to, for you to see what you need to do to overcome and, and lead you know yourself forward with, with actions that will lead to joy, that will lead to that place of relief and freedom. So God, I pray that today. I pray that for each soul listening, that God, that that we stand believing together. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Believing for the things that we're hoping for. We believe together for what we need. For what MD, whoever's listening, is hoping for this morning. We believe for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, just a wee recap, last week we talked about what is critical thinking. We talked about, you have to think about what you're thinking about before accepting ideas, suggestions, thoughts that, that, you know, just pass through your mind. Critique them before we accept them. Today we're going to look at why we should develop it. And we'll touch a wee bit on how to develop it. Um. So, um, this week, I, I know we're on the right path, because I've just, everywhere I've looked, I've just heard people talking about mental health, mental health, promote positive mental health, 
from from guys I've connected to in America, from folk in the telly, to the NHS's new Clear Your Head campaign. Um, I mean, I couldn't believe what I was hearing with some Americans talking about the statistics over in America. Like, he says one in four uh, youth over there have had thoughts of suicide in lockdown. There has been an epidemic of people just being so stuck with certain thoughts, not being able to uh, resolve them, not being able to get over them. And, uh, you know, so I see a real emphasis on the the focus on hit this, target this, address this, help people, It's uh, you know, learn how to... How to um, Addressing, overcoming this area. Um, <clears throat> it is the, the context is this it, it is a priority, looking after the mental health now. And uh, the question is, how are you coping mentally? Friends of yours have, have, have shared that there's been an aspect to the lockdown that it's it's brought up stuff in the mental health that they've just never experienced before, or it's. You know, it's, it's exacerbated issues that they've just not wanted to face. Um, so, I, I'm I'm asking the question: Why should we develop it? I'm out my walk this morning, and uh, I, I was reminded of the just came into my head about the the Band of Brothers documentary series on Sky. It's a tremendous, uh, you know, nine part series on the, the Second World War, and one of the last episode talks about. Why we fight, and it, sh- it it depicts the discovery of the uh, concentration camps in America, sorry, in, in Germany by the Americans, and uh, you know, or Poland, um, you know, uh, and you know, we know that the Russians and Americans discovered all these camps and to their horror. But the the point was why we are doing this. It, 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 you know, it made the Americans realize why we are fighting. Because of the, the atrocities that were getting committed, so why why should we develop in these things when uh when people run about us have been taken out suicide rates, you know the the amount of uh, uh, people that are overwhelmed in the battle of their mind, no knowing what to do. We said in the last series, talked about Proverbs chapter four verse eighteen. Remember. The path of the just is like the first gleam of dawn, and it's it shines brighter unto the full light of day. You know we're we're uh, talking about getting light that leads to life. This light that brings us joy. What does what does it mean? Light that leads to life. Light is getting more understanding on how to fight and win, in the battle for our hearts and minds. Um, so. I really see it as an opportunity. I hear some of my allies in America talking about things and I'm, I'm hearing how much they're defining the problem and defining people feeling discouraged, feeling uh, helpless, hopeless. And, um, you know, I, I get it. It's important to name it. But I also recognise it's so important to, to uh, you know, identify that but then move on from it. And I feel there's such an opportunity to reframe, reframe this as an opportunity to get more light. This is an opportunity for us to, to develop ourselves and win in the battleground of our minds. Learn how to not just 
struggle on with all these wrong thoughts. I watched my wife taped a Joel Austin uh, broadcast for me. Now he he has deliberately put this out to America in America. It's all around the world, obviously. It's on TBN, but he's put it out about replacing the negative, and it is about lockdown, and it's positive, positive, positive. He's hitting hitting pro, uh, you know Philippines four eight, you know Colossians three two, talking about positive thinking. Now I'm hearing this and I'm going, wow, very clear, very positive, encouraging. But you know, I remember hearing messages like this in my early days. And it helped to a degree, but it was pretty superficial. Because if you don't address the real root issues that cause your thinking, the thoughts can stay the same. You know, you, you can, I'll think positive, I'll think positive, but you're riddled with these viruses. So, just, I mentioned last week, there was two, two people that I connected with that really made these needs so, made so aware of these needs. I'm going to tell you about one of them today that I didn't speak about last week. And it's a friend of mine who shared with me and trusted me with this, and I'm so grateful to her for, for doing this. She said, I had a wasted decade in my life. She's now in her 70s looking back. And I was so grateful for her reflections and sharing it with me. She said, I wasted a decade stuck and wrong thoughts. And, uh, oh, it was, it was so, uh, so, it was, tra- it was tragic for me when I le- heard it to begin with, like 10 years of having unresolved conflict within yourself, re- receiving and accepting ideas and judgments about yourself that weren't true, living in faulty interpretations. And what happened to her? The result was a disabled and deadened heart. Um, she, you know, everything went south by her accepting these things. Belief in herself, her career, her promising careers in music, uh, the loss of confidence, and relationships it deeply affected her relationships because who she became and how she handled what had happened and how she thought about herself, then infected everything else. And one one thing she said to me was, I don't know how to disconnect from these thoughts. Another example. So I'm sitting yesterday, and I turn the telly on, and I see a documentary about the reality TV star Mark Wright, so on the BBC iPlayer, if you if you check this out, you know it's it's worth a watch. He was a, a promising football player in his youth, and uh, so as he as he grew, his brother, him and his brother, were both promising football players. I think the two of them turned pro, but Mark lost discipline, and he just you know he just threw the towel in, and ended up getting into the reality TV. He was on Strictly Come Dancing. He's been in that towie. Uh, whatever that is, reality TV stuff. Um, so now he's back in lockdown. He can't get to America. He can't do all the TV stuff he was doing. He's now back uh, with Crawley Town 
and he'd been given the opportunity to be to play professional football. So he's playing. And I was so grateful for 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 his reflections. Uh, he, he, in the in the programme he sat with his grandfather. His grandfather was a boxer. And his dad is also sh- sharing and disclosing things about Mark's Mark's mental health, Mark's lack of confidence, Mark no believing in himself, so he couldn't perform properly. But the one that struck me the most was his grandfather and him are sitting outside in the but in the you know the the uh, garden furniture, and his grandfather starts opening up about when he used to go to the boxing and he was having this fight. He says the nerves. Uh, an emotional disturbance took over him. And he, the grandfather says, it ended up basically attributing to the lack of success, disabling them physically. Their performance, they couldn't perform and it really mattered. And this guy, Mark, said, this is what happens to me on the football field as well. The grandfather's saying, this is what happened to me in the ring. And the, and, the, and the grandson is saying, this is what's happened to me in the professional football field. And if the grandfather says, there's nothing I could have, it could have been done about it. So, that is absolutely not true. Uh, this is the good, the good news. And I, I just wish, you know, my heart goes out to them, you know, that, no, you can learn to fight and win in the battle for our minds. Love this, John 8, 31, 32. Said it last week, but it's worth saying it again. Jesus said, if, uh, you know, to the Jews that believed in him, if you continue and persist in what I tell you, you are my disciples indeed. And then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Uh, To me, it was like hearing that for the first time, that if I continue in what you're telling me, I will know the truth. And the truth will make me free. I can't do any better until I know any better. Um, it reminds me, what I, when I was called into this work, God gave me the, the scene of Stirling and the film Braveheart. When all the troops were looking at this massive English army and saying, I'm no fighting for these guys. The English are too many. We can't win. The giant's too big. The enemy's too big. I can't overcome. And Wallace is saying to them, Fight and you might die, run and you might live at least a while, but dying in your beds many years from now, what would you be willing to trade for all the days you've wasted in defeat, wasted in lost opportunity, wasted in in unused and untapped potential? Would you not be willing to come back here and say, you may take my life, but you will never take my freedom? If they had only known the truth, when I think of Mark Wright's grandfather, if he'd only known the truth and how to overcome and resolve these emotional issues, the inner disturbance that happens to us all. So thank God, thank God it can be learned. Uh, You know, and and I'm looking at this friend of mine, who's the elder lady, uh, who I'm seeing now, she's actually working through things. 
she's actually the, the, the there's places of her heart that have been so uncultivated and um you know um untouched for so long are now getting brought back into life. So we finished last week with talking about you know, I, I shared a wee bit of my own story about uh, what happened to me when my when I was up at my friend's house building mazes. But it's important about to to um, to give you a wee bit more context because I received uh, a bit of guidance when I had a panic attack on another occasion. So the question I was asking before I got the guidance, would the idea when all hell breaks loose in my mind? And I've been attacked with these things. And I got these uh, amazing bits of guidance. One was this. Imagine you're on France at the, the Tour de France cycling competition. And you're seeing all these cyclists in their racing gear, their bikes. And you see one of the cyclists on a bike with a puncture. You'd be thinking, they're just about to go up a big hill. You'd be thinking, what are you doing? Stop and get that thing righted. Get that puncture fixed before you allow yourself to go any further. Or think it with a virus in your computer. Um, There's programs that you have to stop using your computer and activate the antivirus software which scans for the problems and fixes it before you move any further forward. I've been privileged to be dealing with uh, a a friend of mine and helping him. And uh, this really encapsulated all the problems he was having, what I've just said there. He was continuing to keep moving forward his life with one virus after the other getting. He was punctured and then another puncture came and he was still trying to persevere forward instead of stopping and getting these things addressed. And what happened was the wee little things kept accumulating and increasing and eventually resulting in this breakdown and eventually resulting in this outburst which which meant he lost control. What I'm saying here is uh, uh, how we practice this critical thinking that we're talking about. One of the main things that I don't really hear a lot about when I'm reading the Clear Your Head campaign, I'm hearing the positive thinking guys. I'm not hearing a lot about stopping and addressing what's actually going on. I heard this years ago, you cannot fix what you do not face. Whether it's a conflict within ourselves, whether it's a conflict with others, um, it needs to be righted. And allowing little frustrations and uh, you know, fears and troubles to accumulate eventually build up to the point where we lose control. We we end up having a bit of a breakdown. Now, I, I'm hearing, when I hear my friends talk in America, I'm hearing that 
they're defining how many people are feeling so overwhelmed. Loss of courage, loss of heart. And to me, it's like this is one of the missing, one of the one of the key ingredients uh, in, in uh, getting these things uh, rectified and resolved is stopping, questioning, writing and addressing your discouragement with with uh, facing it full, full on with the goal of resolving it inquiring about it um, something that I received years ago I met a counsellor when I was working in Glasgow I was in Borders Bookstore and I met this amazing lady uh, who offered me some very insightful stuff just when I needed it exactly the timing I was going th- you know something I was going through and I went to the library after I'd met her and I got a book by this relationship guy America John Gray's name was uh, the book was called What You Feel You Can Heal and he offered a tremendous template on how to resolve your own personal conflicts or the conflicts you have with others in ways that actually empowered you, in ways that helped you express yourself um, and, you know, get beyond what you're stuck in. And I know, you know, like we, we mentioned last week about, I know my personal experience about dealing with people that, that have have uh, that have been taken out. They've believed and uh, received wrong, agreed with wrong thoughts, and they've ended up the lifeer, the lifeer, uh, they've taken their own life. And the tragedy for me is, these thoughts, if they'd have just been f- stopped and addressed their thoughts, and worked through their thoughts, and moved beyond them, they didn't need to stay there. So really, the day I'm, I'm uh, and encouraging people, I know we're not having to, uh, you know, give too much information, but the encourage, the courage, I'm encouraging people to stop and address the, 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 um, the conflict in yourself, the conflict with others, address the hopelessness you feel, address the helplessness you feel, address the resentment, address the frustration, um, you know, and and work through that to get to this place of resolution. The the technique the guy uh, offers is called a love letter. No, because it's all lovey dovey. Um, but because you know, the purpose here is to resolve whatever emotions are in the way of the love flowing in your life. The love, the joy, the gratitude, the hope, the the excitement. Um, so that I'll put that up on the website. I'll put a template up on the website for anybody who is interested. But it's very, very helpful, very practical that uh, here's something that you can do. Write to yourself, 
you, if you've got irritations about others, I've been doing this this week. I've been practicing uh, some of the some of the difficulties I've had this week. I've stopped. I've got away alone. I've written a letter. I've got my thoughts out, and it's released me from being trapped in a uh, you know a, a resentment, trapped in frustration, trapped in misunderstanding. You know, and it, you know, think of that with people that are being trapped in hopelessness. That life is uh, no worth living. That that things are not going to get better. They thoughts need to be uh, addressed. And expressing, I feel like this. And inquiring of it so that you get to the reason why you feel like that. But being able then to move beyond it, move into understanding, move into forgiveness of yourself, others, uh, you know, move into love, move into forgiveness. How important this forgiveness is that, uh, you know, I've been checking myself this week with some things that I've, this has been ongoing, some ongoing deep irritations I've had uh, about a situation. And I'm then checking my heart saying, this this is this 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 is a little thing that can build up. It's so important that even if even if the person you feel doesn't deserve it, you know there's a this this I I need to do this with my own heart. I need to be free from what's contaminating me. For my own health, my own mental health, for my own healing. So, um. Yeah, so I'm just going to close with prayer. And I hope that's been a blessing to you today. So Father, I thank you for that this morning, that you, for that word that you cannot fix what you do not face. I thank you, God, that we can disconnect the mind from all these wrong interpretations, these wrong thoughts, these these painful things, these fears, these hurts, and as, as Mark Wright's grandfather was saying, insecurity, inferiority complexes that then riddle them and disable them to the point of being unable to uh, unable to perform when it mattered. God, we are thinking about the, the many that might listen to this, all the country, all, the, all, all over the world, who are struggling mentally, who are struggling with the you know feelings of being overwhelmed and hopeless because of what's happening in COVID, God, what's happening with their different circumstances. I pray that, Lord, hope, a seed of hope has entered into their heart, that these things can work for, the, for them, that they can learn to move beyond these thoughts that feel so final, these thoughts that feel so permanent. But I praise you, God, that the promise is that we can move beyond them. We can uh, reframe them, oh God, and uh, and we can learn to fight and win. So I just pray, God, this morning, for every person hearing these things, I pray for a release, um, that they would rise, they'd free themselves from these things, and they would rise to new life, in Jesus' mighty name.
This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.